And I will, of course, be joined again this episode with regular contributor and longtime best friend of mine, Mr. Lee Beckman. He and I are going to continue our journey into the very testosterone-filled, very masculine universes of Dirty Harry and Rambo. This episode, you will hear the reviews for Rambo 3, Sudden Impact, Rambo, The Deadpool, and Rambo Last Blood. Then we will give you the rank of the entirety of all of the ten movies from the two franchises. We'll give you our complete ranks at the end of all of this. So, as usual, you should go into the rank and review expecting there to be some coarse language, expecting there to be spoilers for the movies being reviewed. If you have feedback for me, you can send that feedback to rankandreview at gmail.com. That's R-A-N-K-N-R-E-V-I-E-W at gmail.com. You can see the website at rankandreview.ca because I'm up here in Canada. And I really appreciate your ears. So if you have another film nerd who needs another film podcast to plug into their ears, do be a dear and mention Rank and Review. Now... Let's get busy with Dirty Harry and with Rambo and the conflict. This mission's important, John. I want you to come with me to help me lead the team. What do you say, John? I put in my time. What's that mean? It means my war's over. He never draws first blood. He only fights back. The first time was for himself. The second time was for his country. This time... Rambo, something went wrong. It's for his friend. Trumpman was a good man, and I'm really very sorry. You're just leaving him? What do you expect us to do? Send in a Delta team? Create an international incident? What about me? By the way you look, I can see you have no experience in war, do you? Fired a few shots. But if you're captured, we'll deny any participation or even knowledge of your existence. Sounds familiar. Who is this, John? 
long ramble. You'll find out. I know he's your friend. <laughs> but you cannot do this. You both will die. For what? Because you do it for me. What do you think this man is? God! Oh, God, we have mercy. He won't. Nightmare. Stallone. Rambo 3. I'm sorry I got you into this, John. No, you're not. So, how excessive and overblown has the production for Rambo 3 taken the franchise? <laughs> well, at this point in time, when this movie was being made, it was the highest budget film in history really and uh wow. they shot in thailand they shot in afghanistan they shot all over the world they treated it almost like a bond movie now right yeah <laughs> yep uh it got bigger but that's not what's impressive nope it also somehow got dumber and which is amazing considering like our our, mm. our assessment of first blood part two that is a that's that's something. Yep. <laughs> that is. Yep. That is something. It's yep. also again we're getting this weird area of uncomfortable history because yep. well there yeah here we are where he's going to be fighting alongside the Afghani people who what where they're situated they just have to be Taliban like they just have to be it is the it is Taliban, the Taliban. Yeah. so like the you can't sort of get past that looking at it through the lens of history like. At the time, these guys were our allies because the enemy of our enemy was our friend. But these yeah. are terrible people. And, of course, this is not the only movie. There's a James Bond movie that, that has problematic stuff about this. And yeah. uh, a lot of the action movies, they wanted to have the Russians as the bad guys. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to bump into this. But, again, it's one of those things. Do, <coughs> do we judge it now because we have the benefit of the you know, history? Or can we just take it for what it wants to be at the time? Okay. Which is an incredibly simple-minded <laughs> and obnoxiously silly We're action We're talking movie. simple Jack. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, um, I know, I feel like I said it already for First Blood Part 2. It's just yeah. like... On a sort of pyrotechnic level, like on a Top Gun, like airplanes flying, shooty, yeah. explosion, body count level. Yeah. yeah. I guess the movie's there for the fan base. It knows what the fans want, and it's going to deliver that. Yeah. But everything else about the movie is either stupid or terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and whereas I could say, yeah, for sure. Go ahead, have fun watching Rambo. This one is actually starting to get a little bit tougher to enjoy at times. Where it's just oh. like, I like, I like, I can laugh at it, and I yeah. do laugh at it, but yeah. I don't have the same stupid smile on my face. It's coming closer to the "oh come on" territory. Oh, now. Okay, <laughs> I think you're being a little mean, but fine. Okay. That's where I start. But please, I'm happy to hear another perspective. Okay, well, on Rambo three. Okay, uh, well. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to the audience and to yourself at home. Like, this movie is terrible. This movie is not good. Like, there, like um, there is so many things that are so fundamentally wrong, even from, like, a production point, let alone just a script point. 
But I'm here to say that if there is one movie that you are at least going to watch out of the both series, it's this movie. Because right. I'm in love. This movie is so bad <laughs> that it's good. It's so bad it's essential. Uh, I wouldn't say not essential. <laughs> I'm just talking to the people out there that are in for a night of, like, I don't want, you know, good, good. I, I'm not looking for, like... Uh, Oscar material. I'm not looking for alternative indie. I'm not looking for genre Sarah. I want like so bad it's good. I'm talking Battlefield Earth Troll to the room. Yada yada. Right. I give you Rambo 3. <laughs> I mean forget the fact that they devote a lot of screen time to the good-natured Taliban. <laughs> and, like, there's even, like, this melodramatic speech of, they came and destroyed their villages and raped the women. The warm, and humble, yeah. arguably meek, innocent people yes. of the Taliban. Yeah, they give a lot of screen time to that. This adorable and, little kid and yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and including, like, the whole massacre of the village. But this movie is a gigantic cartoon. There's so many... There's lots of Wilhelm screams in it. Like, you hear? I, I, I want to pinpoint the, like, the movie where I just... I couldn't stop laughing. Where, you know, they're trying to escape from the evil Russians who, uh, on top of that, I don't, you know, I'm not an expert in Russian linguistics, but I'm calling bullshit. They're speaking Russian in the latter half of that It sounded movie. a little pig latin it? just There was a lot of caca caca I, I actually heard a gunya gugu at one point for all you delirious fans out there. Like, the, no, I'm not kidding. Like, like he actually says it during a, a chase scene where he's trying to hunt down John Rambo. I'm like, they're not speaking Russian. <laughs> well, I mean, they were not handling the Russian people in any tactful way. Yeah. I mean, they were already going to hurt your feelings yeah. if you were Russian. Yeah. So like, I guess why not make it as silly as possible? Okay, B yeah. But they're escaping in a helicopter. It's crashing, and it's this model helicopter going down. Clearly it's set. Like somewhere Roger Corman is laughing. <laughs> and yet, $63 million or yeah, something? Yeah, so, it, it, you know, of course, like logically, when it would hit the ground, it would explode. But of course, no, Rambo at the last second pulls it up somehow, <laughs> lands, they run away, have one of, almost one of those slow-mo action, you know, shots that were more, you know, hot in the 90s, and then it explodes, and Stallone does his whole, like, fly through the air. That is beautiful enough on a bad movie level, but, you know, even if, it, you know, the next shot where he goes to the Russians and they're at the site... The thing's not on fire, there's no smoke, it is literally a plastic model of a deconstructed airplane. The whole movie loosely hangs together on yeah. the premise that the audience never asks why anything happened. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, there uh, are just so many things that are either just by sheer luck or stupid design that are so miscalculably wrong... You just, it's an Owen Wilson, wow. To, uh, just to do a little bit of lip service, because there's kind of a plot happening here. Sure. <laughs> uh, we meet, we start in Thailand, and, and uh, Rambo tries to be recruited by his, again, the Richard Cranach character, but now he's not into it. He doesn't want to go back to the yeah. war. He just wants to beat people with bamboo poles. Yep. Like any good psychopath <laughs> like any, would. So, like, again, oh no, he's tortured, he's fighting it. He doesn't want to be a killer. But Richard Crana ends up being held captive by the evil Russians. Yeah, that's right. And uh, then it's, how can you get me in? Yes. <laughs> and uh, this 
I, I, I'm not sure where it lands in the 80s, if it became before or after Commando, but like... Commando was before. Yeah, this was definitely, I think, they saw Commando and were like, let's do that as much as possible, too. Like, <laughs> yep. And uh, they'd already morphed the Rambo character so substantially so that they could... He's pliable now. He can do whatever yeah. he needs to do to set up the next explosion or yeah. whatever. But again, uh, I think in the second movie I was laughing with it. Yeah. In the third movie, I'm laughing at. Oh, absolutely! I like. I want to make the audience at home clear: this movie is terrible, <laughs> but I am in love. I, I I want to make babies with it. Um, I think that this also signifies the part, at least. Because uh, there's a huge gap between this movie and well, the, the next sequel. Yeah, this that film happens. was actually not a huge financial hit in a lot of ways, and deservedly. Yo. And for all of the like diva uh, acting out that he was doing, yeah, I think it's his weakest showing of the entire performance-wise. Yeah, of the entire franchise. Yes. It does feel phony. He's not even posing well. Yeah. Like we were making fun of him, like yeah. greasing up and posing in yeah. in, in, in First Blood Part yeah. Two. But like yeah. in this one, it's just like it's like good enough that he's there. Yeah, like, really, he showed yeah. up, and that is enough. Yeah, really, like it's it's beneath him almost. Second unit's gonna cover the explosions yeah. and like the hard action things yeah. will be handled by the yeah. like. It doesn't feel as tactilely him. Like we talked about in, in First Blood. It you see Stallone go off that yeah. cliff. You yeah. see Stallone fall through those trees. Yeah. You see Stallone take the hits. Yeah. And in this one, like, it feels a little more stunt doubly here. And he's got yeah. that '80s permy hair happening. Oh yeah, this is like full like, like mullet ish. Do you have hair gel in your handle of your knife there, Turkey? Like, yeah. And again, yeah. Uh, he got the first director fired during pre-production. Russell Mulcahy was going to do this movie. <laughs> And um, he just, he told the, 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 the people at Carolco, I wasn't feeling it, and off he went. And so Peter McDonald had to, con like, who was already on set, like, he, I think he was one of the assistant directors, and yeah. all of a sudden, you know, was getting, you know, the film shot sequences from Stallone the night before. And I'm not even going to be hard on the director, because, A, like, you have an out-of-control star. Yep. You, the script is nonsense, so yep. all you really ha can deliver on is the action. Yeah. And if the movie delivers on anything, like, I, I think it, you can make the case that that's where it, it, it does yeah. hold true. Like, uh... I can't give it a positive review. It feels like you want to give it a guilty positive. Oh. And for me, I, 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 I'm not quite there with you. Yeah. I just kind of think it, it's just kind of not good. Uh, I, I know you keep saying it's bad, but you yeah. say it with a big grin on your face. You Look. say it's bad the way we would say that, I don't know, like Friday the 13th and 10 is bad. Like, you know? like uh, Well, definitely in that's so bad, it's good. Like, yeah. I, I do think this is one of the, like, I, I'm calling it almost a diamond in the rough of like very very bad films like you might you good might, bad yeah good bad you might have missed this yeah um, just because it is part of the Rambo series because it, everything is so insanely stupid like just all the decision -making. I get you know there's only so many hours in the day there's there's a lot of movies out there to watch maybe yeah. you don't want to watch every Rambo movie and yeah. maybe you're not a connoisseur of action yeah but you're a connoisseur of weird dated yeah. strange yeah 
like ego shame movies. Like yeah. this is almost his blade. I think honestly, Cobra yeah. is his blade. Like the pure vanity project. Okay. Like, okay. like yeah. where like Stallone was so in love with the smell of his own farts yes. that he bottled it and sold it to the world. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Cobra's definitely <laughs> that. That and Tango and Cash. Yeah, and uh, and that I think uh, he ended up having to you know. He lost the, the the A status for a little while. He had to kind of fight to get it back. And yeah. uh, I think he sort of came to appreciate it. So when we come back to Rambo later on, like, he really wants to deliver. He wants yeah. to prove, A, that he can still deliver it. Yeah. And he wants to, you know, find that fan base again yeah. because yeah. he, frankly, needed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's yep. too many Judge Dreads and Stop or Your Mom Will Shoots yep. or you know Daylight even or... like decent movies that are just like experimented with Oscar or yep. whatever yep. like yep. that. Like uh, it seemed like the, the the critics and the public punish him no matter what. If he does another Rambo movie or another Rocky movie, yep. he's just chum in the water. But if he strays too far from what we expect of him, yeah. How dare you, sir? Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, it must be weird to be on the top of the world, be able to get anything made, and you're centering Rambo 3. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. That, that, no wonder he's going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think this is a kind of bad movie that you'd have to know on set it wasn't a good movie. Right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I will say, like, to the lovers of. The, the cheesy 80s action movies. Uh, that staple. Whether it be Commando, whether it be, you know, your Rambo, whether it be, you know, like Die Hard, although that's a classic because it's good. Yeah. But I'm talking like it makes no logical sense. Tango and Cash would be another like giant vanity project where Stallone, you know, Ego took over or, you know, Lock Up or... It was worth it just for Kurt Russell and drag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's be honest. <laughs> anyway. I Anyways. But, but like, of that, of that like, ilk, where it's so testosterone over-the-top dumb, that if you're in for that, then Rambo 3, I think, is, you know, a great example. Uh, not a... Well, it, that's an oxymoron. In great example. No. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, like, just terrible but bad. Wait a second. That's Terrible, still, but bad. That didn't make sense You're either. having trouble selling this one. Oh, I am failing. This tastes awful. You should try it. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you will hate it. Yeah, try right. it. Okay, you this know is poison. I, I need it. to give the critics badge back. <laughs> okay? I'm sorry. Good enough? Yeah. Dirty Harry is at it again in Sudden Impact. <laughs> You boys, put those guns down. Say what? We're not just going to let you walk out of here. Who's we, sucker? Smith, Wes, and me. Go ahead. Make my day.
Go ahead. Make my day. Clint Eastwood. Dirty Harry. Sudden impact. So, after whatever the fuck happened in the previous entry of the Dirty Harry franchise, mm-hmm. now going into Sudden Impact. Yep. I feel like, and again, this is just me hypothesizing, like, yeah. Character is still obviously financially viable. Yeah. But if we're going to make another Dirty Harry, we're going to have to do something with it. It's yep. starting to get a little bit stale. Yeah. What can we do? Yeah. And I think Clint is invested, at least in the directorial style. Yeah. It is much more stylistically sound than the previous century has been. And, um,. His at the time wife Sandra Locke, or at least love well, they together. together. They've been together for a long time at this point. since Josie Wales. Yeah, so like yeah. for a good while. Yeah, um, he's going to make involve his wife, which will be you know I guess they enjoy working and playing together. Yeah. <laughs> That's yep. great. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and he's going to get behind the camera. He'll have all the control he wants. Yep. and he can make this different Harry. Which he does, Harry in some movie, way. which he does, but I think that is to the plus and minus of the movie. I like that the production is better, and I have no problem with Sandra Locke as a performer. Like, if he cast his wife and she sucked, then maybe yeah. that would be something else. But I think she yeah. does the job that's asked of her. Yeah. Um, there's something weird about like Dirty Harry on vacation, Dirty Harry out of San Francisco, where yeah. it makes it feel other. Yeah. It makes it feel like one of the diehard scripts that was based off of a different story and they just injected John McClane into this scenario. Yeah. This is a rape revenge story and yeah. somehow awkwardly Dirty Harry has been injected into it. And his role is as much as a romantic lead as the guy who shows up and kills people. Because Sandra Locke does a lot, if not the bulk of the killing yep. in this movie. Yep. And because she and her sister had been terribly, terribly raped, and again, I'm I am never defending the criminal acts that they're talking about in these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, here it is again, you know, it's like it's I spit on your grave, dirty Harry, right? It's nowhere near as gross and explicit as as that, but this woman has been raped, she's been wronged, her sister is like catatonic and forever ruined by the experience, mm-hmm. and she's going to hunt down and kill these motherfuckers. Yep. And by sheer coinky dink, she ends up romancing <laughs> Harry Callahan. Yeah. And there's something almost sort of sitcom in that structure, or like like A plus B equals C. The 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 crime that he's investigating is exactly the same as the girl that he is romancing. Like yeah, and the clues are showing up at, at the actual police station. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I find her getting her revenge satisfying and I guess her storyline of the movie satisfying. Yeah. And I find Harry's storyline and track through the movie almost completely unsatisfying. Okay. So I'm kind of halfway there on it. Really? Okay. Is it a step up from the previous film? Yeah. Oh, hell yes. Yes. Hell yes. Um, but again, at the end of the day, uh, our heroic cop figure... Let some mass murderer get away with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, he the, covers up for her. Yeah. Well, that's because Harry does have his own code, uh, and this comes back to do you know what is the righteous kill? He makes that decision, but I found the end of that to be conflicted. And is he conflicted? Do you think the ending conflicted? Not him. Yeah. He's yeah. not conflicted. No. But the movie leaves an uncomfortable question. And I, and I really enjoyed that about Sudden Impact. Yeah. I think it also goes back to its near noir roots that have been sort of dramatically gotten away with the second and third one. 
because they feel like cartoons. Yeah, and it's I'll, taking itself seriously. Yeah. Um, um, I, I also love, I'm going to sh- shout out the cinematographer, Bruce Surtees. And this is also, you know, by Eastwood's direction, but they wanted dark, dark, dark. Yeah. This movie, the story is dark, the themes are dark, the movie is bathed in darkness. There are, like, sequences in San Francisco Sunlight, but the movie starts at night. And you said you wanted more darkness? Well, dude, you got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's rape. Like, we, I think we definitely get the rape scene once. It's handled tactfully, as tactfully as something like that can be handled, I think. Yeah, but the violence is even more... The brutal. violence is not tactful. Like, the it, sexual but, it, but, it, but it feels brutal. Yeah. Like, this movie is noticeably nasty. And I liked it. I think you can only do it once with the Dirty Harry series, but this feels more like Dirty Harry. Yeah. Be, you know, how much can they push in a lot of ways? And I'm sure in... Is it 1984, this movie? Um, thereabouts 1983 1983 when they, when this movie came out I'm sure some people were sort of shocked at the at the level of violence that is done in this movie not even the sort of the cartoony violence that's done when the mobster is shooting up uh, Harry's car like that's sort of you know regular dirty Harry action but yeah. the storyline with the Sandra Law character it's a dark dark film noir kind of mystery she's almost a femme she's a femme fatale she is. She's that femme well, She's not character. necessarily a... She's a villain to the people who wronged her. She's not a villain to everyone. She's yeah. not out and scheming and trying to steal your money. Yeah. To sleep with you, to empty your bank account or yeah. whatever like that. She she has got a very clear goal and it's a very sympathetic goal. Yeah. You know, like, uh, we are sorry for what happened to her and, yeah. like... The, the 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 fact that there's like institutional there's a lawman that's helping to cover up because yes. his son was one of the people involved and yep. like played, yeah, played by the great Pat Hingle I actually do think he did, does give because he's conflicted yes he's conflicted in a way that Harry should be conflicted yeah. I would be okay with the ending or I would at least be more okay with the ending yeah if I felt that Harry had a little bit of conscience about the end. And I really don't. You don't think... Ah, I think he kind of does. He's, mm. I think that... He would feel worse about sending her to jail than he would yeah. about setting her free. But, okay. uh, like, I, I feel like I wanted to feel the fight within him more. Uh, but, like, it would also be almost a hypocrite. Because what would Harry do if he got raped by a bunch of dudes, yeah. right? Would he arrest those guys? <laughs> well, you know what? In a lot of ways... Because I do see, once again, the Dirty Harry character as a serial killer. <laughs> is that he finds this sort of romantic match a little bit in the Sandra Locke character. He sees himself in her? Just, yeah, maybe, just a but tad. where was Harry wronged? Where did the world fuck Harry up to this point? Oh, no, I'm I not, know where her evil yeah, comes from. Yeah. Evil's not the right word. I know where her violence comes yeah. from. Oh, no, <laughs> Harry is deeply misguided. I'm yeah. not saying <laughs> yeah. that, that it, it, it's a good thing, but I... I it's a really dark Romeo and Juliet kind of story in that in that sort of way. It was here we have two really broken characters, who who one enjoys doing the violence, and I think the other one is just doing it out of trauma. And one is capable of stopping being who they are, yeah. and one isn't. Yeah, like you get the sense that she's done by the end of this. Like um, she's not going to be. There's killed. no reason for her to kill anybody anymore. Yeah. Everybody that, as far as she was concerned, needed killing is dead, yeah. and maybe her life is ruined by it too. Maybe she'll if she's further traumatized herself. We don't know. Yeah, we'll never know. But um, 
as far as the story with with, with Harry, because we kind of did short shrift on the script. Yeah. He has made so many enemies in San Francisco yeah. that they're like regular attempts on his life. Yeah. Like instead of him encountering a random robbery in this yeah. movie, it's just constantly people trying to kill him every yeah. time he shows his face. So he's basically sent on vacation to yeah. A protect him and B just like let the heat die down a little bit. Yeah. But of course, no matter where you go, there you are. Yeah. And if Harry's in some nice quaint village outside of San Francisco, yeah. he's gonna find a reason to fuck and shoot somebody right yep and uh the partner thing is interestingly played with here he doesn't have an official according to hoyle partner here yeah. but he is given a dog meathead what, what is his name yeah Meat? i think meathead Meat. i can't remember but uh i live in fear for this dog yep. right? yeah <laughs> meathead meathead I, for some reason that sounded wrong to my ears but there uh I, you know Crawl trolled us with the dog in Crawl. Remember, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. we got a dog in a horror movie, and there's there's things that like to eat animals, and no, no, no. I really felt the same thing here. Like, we are conditioned to understand that nothing good can be in Harry's life. Yeah. If he gets too chummy with his partner, that partner is fucking yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they were warming up that song in a movie as dark as this was, and yeah. this is the dark, the dark, oh, darkest. Oh, it is the darkest of, of, the, of the, the, the dirty, dirty Harry movies. They still didn't go so far as to kill the dog. No, they, and you know what? Thank you. Yes. They did neuter the dog, but the villains do neuter the dog. Yeah, he's so, limping and, yeah. Yeah, so that is kind of like, ouch, guys, that's a little too far, but yeah. he did survive, so yeah. I will give them that. Um, I will say of the ending, to me, I took it like that, once again, it's sort of a stereotypical film noir ending where good does not ultimately try. Like, evil does sort of succeed succeed it's not quite the happy ending in a lot of ways because dirty harry's letting a serial killer go well yeah she's not going to kill any more people she's done all the damage she's going to do that she he is letting the femme fatale succeed in that sort of way yeah so i guess i sort of enjoyed it in that angle where you're not going rah rah you're just i left with emotionally conflicted feelings and I appreciated that okay. with a Dirty Harry film that where the other films hadn't really quite done that before. Maybe I should have felt that way but didn't. But for me, I, I guess I just didn't feel it that way. I felt like like Harry could relate to this woman. The fact that she yeah. was a killer of all these men in no way made her less attractive to him. Yeah, or, or, sure, fair you enough. Know, like, uh, yeah, these, those guys did need killing. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. I, and by the way... Uh, she, it's not just a cold execution either. She shoots them in the dick. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, them yeah. scream for a little while and then finishes them off. Like, yeah. it's not like she's scared and fragile while it's happening. No, she wants she's to see the, yeah. a murderer. Like, yeah. uh, like, and, like, she's been made this. Again, I am sympathizing with her situation. Yeah. But I am not sympathizing with her choices. Yes. No, and, and the film does sort of do, does talk about that. Um, I Maybe it's just that it shouldn't have been Harry, a Dirty Harry movie. This feels like it should be a different Clint Eastwood movie with about a different character. It doesn't fit in the Dirty Harry world as much because in order for it to work dramatically, I think Harry needs to learn. Again, Harry needs to learn something. Yeah. And the hard thing to do would be to put the cuffs on her. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be, I guess, the lawful thing to do. It would have been 
like he would have still been conflicted and we would have still been conflicted but in some way it would have been the right ending right well see i don't mind where where where, where they she, left it yeah see that's why i thought like it, look it's a bold choice we could argue whether it's the right choice yeah. but it left me with a sense of okay because he doesn't take her in and obviously, emotionally and dramatically, I'm reacting way more to this movie than I did to the previous one, yeah. right? Like, I mean, yeah. it's well, night see, that's, and day. That, that's why I think... Coming it, off of yeah. <laughs> the previous installment, this is, yeah. by contrast, quite strong. Yeah. I, I, I also don't want to understell the sort of pop culture moment that was Go Ahead, Make My Day, which feels kind of almost foreign to the rest of the movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, but it is once again. Uh, if there's, we have the one classic scene from Dirty Harry, but this also really summed up the first, at least the first half of the '80s. Like once again, Ronald Reagan, who was an, a former actor himself, really sort of, you know, Dirty Harry once again is a Republican and used that whole "Go ahead, make my day" in in his presidential campaign. So like this movie, when it came out, "Go ahead, make my day" is one of I probably one of the top ten one-liners of action films that you will be there. Yibikaye motherfucker would be another one. And it's also the most falsely attributed because everybody thinks it happens in Dirty Harry. Yes. And that Go Ahead Make My Day is not in Dirty Harry. No. Yeah. <laughs> Do You Feel Lucky Punk is Dirty Harry. Yeah. Um, and that is a classic line and that is the scene of this movie. Well, I think it's one of the people who are trying to kill Dirty Harry but yeah. it's not really a part of the whole thrust of the rape revenge yeah. story that's no. happening at all. It's the another superfluous scene scene but yeah. way better than the airport scene yeah. you know like yeah but this this line is so iconic that it got parodied over and over and over again by so many things so I, I, I guess I also want to sort of shout that out you know that that it's sudden impact had quite a huge pop culture impact on society so there you go um, I don't know. I really liked this movie. Uh, I think next to Dirty Harry, it's probably the strongest. It is definitely the darkest and the nastiest. The villains, the true villains of the piece, kind of ruin it for me because they're so over the top. Especially like the lead bad guy. Like he just once again, there's no redeeming value to it. And that so we have a police officer whose son's involved, who's actively been protecting us. Yeah. Let's kill that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no 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 that's actually an asset that you have there <laughs> yeah yeah uh, even the other sort of uh, the female character of that group that's sort of interesting i kind of felt they could they could have done something more with that as well there's a weird last house on the left vibe there yeah yeah um i found the they should have done more with her mm -hmm. I, I i kind of felt but she what are you doing here yeah <laughs> yes um and the lesbian character yeah is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that is unfortunate. The, I don't know how well that's specifically aged. Yeah. <laughs> they could have done something with her, I think, yeah. something different. Like, she is quite disturbing and has no moral no. center. <laughs> but she um, laughs at her slutty sister or yeah. whatever. She's, I can't remember the line, but, like, yeah. they make a point that, that, like, she's not softer because she's a girl. In fact, she's kind of worse. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, well, she's very much also into the assaults as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Considering how serious and steamy th this film was, 
the villains I, I, I agree with you this almost didn't feel like a Dirty Harry film in some sort of regard that way the villains felt foreign to the rest of the story yeah. and I and if they weren't so cartoonish I would have made them I mean you could still make them scary but they just felt so snidely whiplash ha 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 villain over the top and the rest of the movie was taking itself a little bit more seriously yeah. I think maybe they were just having trouble playing such a, like that would not be a fun role you know? yeah <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the sort of stereotypical things with, that you find with with the Dirty Harry films, that the villains are very... Cackling paper, yeah, Stephen King and villains, yeah. the story almost demanded not for that. At least for some of them. Some yeah. of them could have had color. I think, yeah. like, there's got to be a mix, especially for a crime like that. Like, yeah. somebody's got to be psychologically off, somebody else has got to be drunk, somebody's got to yeah. be sort of total long, yeah. and maybe there's one who's just a legitimately broken, evil person. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if they're all just broken, evil people, then then it's just a cackling cartoon, like yeah. we say. And then it really is, you know, I spit on your grave. Yeah. And obviously, you know, although it's playing in a similar field, it's not that. It, it deals in exploitation, yes. but I don't feel dirty for having watched it. Yeah. But my big problem with the movie is the thing we keep on saying is this would be a great Clint Eastwood straight thriller I think the fact that it's Harry Callahan makes it feel adjacent somehow yeah yeah it, um, it is also technically well made like it is like, Clint Eastwood knows how to make a movie man. Yeah, and it's well shot like it feels steamy at some points even how the movie opens with the opening murder and the, and like the, the fog against or the mist at least against the car wind, like windshield like that's film noir yeah this film is is made by someone who understands film language quite well, and that's Clint Eastwood. And I can appreciate that. It is maybe an overcorrection from the movie that came before it, yes. but it, 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 it does the job. Yeah. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the in your blood. Killing's as easy as breathing. Stallone actually steps into the director's chair yep. 20 years later yep. <laughs> for Rambo. Yep. Um, he's driving a boat in a river in Thailand yep. and uh, trying to keep the peace, I guess. just be. He wants to be left alone more yeah. than anything. Like, he's <laughs> living in isolation. He still has the jungle. He can survive there. Yep. It's familiar. It's safe. Yep. Uh, well, but safe by his game of way of living life. Yeah. Um, I like a lot the premise of this movie. Yep. Uh, so you got a bunch of Christian missionaries. Yep. And they're, I don't think they're unkindly portrayed, but mm -hmm. their naivete is addressed. Well, <laughs> like, it's also loosely based off a true story in that regard. Oh, it's, shit like this happens all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah. a bunch of young, well-meaning, full of love, naive, innocent. Yeah. yeah and tragically naive people go to the far corner of the world to try yeah. and teach the, the 
teachings of Jesus Christ to people who don't speak your language, aren't interested in hearing it, and even if they understood what you were saying, would probably be personally offended at it. And again, you are, reverse yeah. this tract. Imagine these people came traveling all across the world, knocked on your door, and wanted to teach you about their world. Like, it's, it's, it's strange. And they are repeatedly told, like, this is a chaos that you're going into i don't think they use any real country this is sort of like somewhere you know tropical thailand area but like you go to certain areas and there are no checks and balances at all you know (laughs) let alone the fact that you're in the jungle if you break your leg or you get like (laughs) bitten by a snake there's no hospital to take you to or anything like that yeah and unfortunately although i know that you earnestly believe it you're not going to pray away that snake bite and these people not only aren't interested in what you have to say like they're dangerous people there's a lot of crime and and a lot of it's burma it's modern day burma there you go yeah so don't do this don't go there and if you do go there you can expect bad shit to happen mm-hmm. and they ignore everyone's advice and they go there and bad shit happens yeah and rambo is reluctantly question mark see this is where i come back to that material <laughs> candidate thing where he is addicted to the violence but go ahead he reluctantly <laughs> is brought back into the fold yeah so what is different? What does the new 20 years later Rambo bring that the other ones didn't? Yep. I'm going to say pornographic levels of violence. Oh my god. <laughs> like, it's Friday the 13th has nothing on the level of violence. See, I, can I just interrupt? It? I'm really sorry to interrupt, but because I know Sylvester Stallone listens to our podcast. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, but Stallone, I, I, I have a career decision for you. Stop starring in your movies and start directing big budget slasher exploitation movies <laughs> because that's what really Rambo is. He is Jason Voorhees. Like, like he is Frankenstein's monster. Like, they really do per- sort of portray him as this tragic monster that hates but loves what he does. And oh my God. <laughs> I, 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 I try and t- I'm trying to remember in recent memory a movie more violent, brutal. Like, we're talking ooey, chewy, good, vi- uh, copious amounts of violence. And it's, Decapitation, it's disintegration. Lyrics are ripped. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there are the body parts blown apart. Can you imagine if he took a swing at Friday the 13th? <laughs> I th- like, No, like, I would pay money to go see that. I was, this was the reason why I was kind of excited for The Expendables when it's coming out. Because I kind of thought, holy crap, He's going to go there. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well, like, it's weird, because I'm not going to say that the other elements of the movie aren't interesting. Yeah. But it really is the violence and the, it's, like, that, that that is the thing that is memorable about this installment of it. It's, like, not that the next one isn't also violent, yeah. but... This is some next level crazy violence. Yeah, I'm surprised the censors gave it the R. People get blown up, people get their legs broken, people yeah. fall out of helicopters. 
but largely it's been people get shot and they fall down in the Rambo movies. Yeah. And in this one, gaping holes are blown through their Limbs bodies and they fall screaming trying to hold their guts in. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, forget cocaine. <clears throat> We've hit into, like, ecstasy, a, a badass a trip. But a question I have for you, because yes. uh, I do enjoy the movie. Like, yeah. I... How smart or, like, quote-unquote good it is, I guess we can debate. But I did have a good time watching it. Yeah. But do the two halves of the movie work? Uh, Because, similarly, the next, the last blood has a similar thing. Like, the first half of the movie is essentially set up Mm -hmm. for the second half of the movie, which is carnage, Mm -hmm. right? Do these two things, do they fit? Like, it feels like they're setting up for a different kind of movie, a more serious movie, and then when the action happens, it's like Peter Jackson dead alive. Yep. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> nasty. Like, it's, like, yeah. Like, I, I switch it, like, is, 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 uh, a switch is given. Like, if someone, it, this is for someone who watched Apocalypto taken, yeah. and is like, yeah, but I want something violent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, it's really, yeah. it's really, yeah. really red. <laughs> yeah, no, like, well, I, I was trying to remember, like, the last movie that that was this brutal and vicious that I'd seen, maybe The Raid 2, right. like, you are exhausted by the end yeah. of this movie of its nasty violence. Like, it ends in an orgy of dead bodies where Stallone gets on a back of a truck where there's a big, some kind of gun. Yeah. And the rest of the remaining army that had not been slaughtered yet... Are made into pudding. Really? <laughs> that is an accurate description. And you just go, like, whoa! <laughs> you, you almost felt like Stallone was working out something with this movie. Almost. So they might be Giant's line about surveying the battlefield. You count the arms and legs and heads and then divide by five. Like. Yeah. 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 Um, like, this is a movie you do not show to your mom. No. Um, like, wow. But it is... It starts trying to be grounded in a reality, is all I'm saying. And sure. And it kind of becomes unreal. Um but, I mean, that's fine. That's the movie we're watching. Yeah. And we're four Rambo movies in, and I don't think they're going to be able to reclaim First Blood. Yeah. That would have felt even less authentic yeah. if all of a sudden he was like, oh, no, we're going to go back to the original because, yeah. you, you know, you've well shat the bed that, as far as that yeah. is concerned yeah. for this this point of the movie. I, I also have to give them points that during the setup, they spend a lot of time making us hate the bad guys. Oh, they are beyond <laughs> redeemable. Hey, let's march these guys through a minefield yeah, and yeah. laugh at them as yeah. they explode. And yeah. like, uh, they they are sort of disgusted with these missionaries too. So this yeah. is just cannon fodder for them. They're they yeah. have no real value to them. Like, yeah. I, I doubt they're going to be getting hostaging them and getting any kind of money out of it. Like, yeah. They're, they're just going to have keep them and torture them to death, essentially. <laughs> and uh, how real that is, I don't know. We could have that discussion. But by the time this hyper-violence that we've been talking about yeah. does show up, we're ready for it. And yeah. we're, we're, like, on board. We're yeah. like, yeah, cut that fucking guy's head off, please. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, these, they're so bad that, you know... Even like the leader is a pedophile. Yeah, um, no, it, they, just they to take make the look, extra steps. Yeah, yeah, and this is the pattern where, where I've noticed where like Rebel really hates sexual deviants and sexual predators. 
it's 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 way more you know uh, shown in the in the in the next one like he really <laughs> hates them but you know like, but in this one like he he cuts the he gets one of the guys yeah. and shows him his lunch yeah. essentially yeah. as oh, he's yeah. dying yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're just like damn brother <laughs> you need some alone time i do wonder though like was there a percentage of the audience if there was i didn't bump into any of them yeah. but like somebody who went to this rambo movie having loved like first blood and yeah. rambo growing up yeah who actually when they got to the violence of the movies were like Oh no! <laughs> well, like honestly, I'm not, you can't argue that the other movies weren't violent. Yeah. But like I said, they were explosions. People yeah. fall down. Yeah, this is different. Yeah, and like as much as even the next movie is violent, I don't think it touches this. Oh no, no! I actually think that the the, the next movie kind of suffers because of this. Yeah, because it's such an orchestra of violence. Really, when he's like, when the, the the camp is invaded to the very end, it is such a slaughter, like and, and like well orchestrated. Like it, each one is bigger and bigger and bigger. Like the village assault is bad enough, <laughs> but then we get the guts and the head exploding, and I go back to the pedophile. Like, well, it, and of course the Christian missionaries learning that sometimes you do gotta kill a dude. Yeah, yeah. How are we supposed to feel about that? It's definitely in keeping with the right wing propaganda. Yeah. Oh. Violence is the answer, but like, uh, oh, a, a part of me did enjoy seeing that character wake up. Like, yeah, you're gonna have to defend yourself, or you're just gonna die, a yeah. meek sheep of a person. Yeah, like you put yourself in this position, and you can live your life where you do no harm. Mm-hmm. But you're in a position where it's fight or flight. Yeah. And um, I don't know, like, as far as right wing <laughs> lectures go, yeah. I, I can I can receive this one and not feel affronted in any way. Yeah. I, I kind of agree what you're selling here. Yeah. It's the whole um, into the wild thing. You yeah. know, if you want to go live in the woods, go live in the woods. But bring a map and a compass and know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the responsible thing. Otherwise, people are going to go looking for you. Uh, the other thing that I think this movie asks us to address, which I don't think Stallone at least addresses in the movie as the re- director and star, is how is Rambo aging? Sure. Stallone is definitely aging, but Rambo hasn't changed a lot, has he? Nope. Nope. It's a kind of a failure to acknowledge that, uh, you know, no matter how badass you are, you know, 20 years later should you be the still this terminator of a person is that credible or do we want a rambo movie to be credible at this point well i think it's once again all about the entertainment and you know what's stallone gonna give yeah um because he'd do this until forever i get the feeling like he's uh, oh i think he's done with rambo well no i mean action movies expendables like the brand of sylvester stallone as action hero he's ride or die for that i think yeah 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 no i agree um i don't know i in a lot of if you i think if you take the rambo character in this one like he's Jason Voorhees, no, like, like that's how I took it. That he is just a gigantic meat walk, meat sack walking zombie that just kills without any sort of Im- like cause, whatever. On that fundamental level, so this is why I'm saying, like, Sly, stop writing the Rocky movies 
and get a like a sort of like a third point of your career where you're this exploitation director you, you know give you a cheap 20 million you could bang you know one out every single year like these are not you do see a little bit in the r-rated expendables too he has no problem stabbing a dude in the throat you know oh, no. <laughs> see, what's frustrating is that he got so reliant on cgi yeah i mean i know there's some cgi in here but there's a lot of like red juice like this film is actually it feels meaty. <laughs> this film is actually re- really well directed. Uh, if you look at the films that he has directed, like from like Rocky two, three, four, um, his skill is getting better, at least on that sort of entertainment value. Like he does, Jesus, dial it up to the nines with, with this. Like this movie is an orchestra of loud, right? Um, but it's somehow very entertaining, and I almost treat it like a horror movie. In a lot of in a lot of ways, where it is just this violence, really w- cinematic violence, really well done. If you know, if you're in, sometimes you're just in that mood for like action. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's just it's a different level. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm thinking, like like the raid. But this is even more violent than the raid. Maybe the second one. But I mean, it's it's more lopsided, whereas the raid's sort of consistent throughout yeah. it. It's basically the second half. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think what's like another movie that you're just ex- well the John Woo movies like Hard Boiled, yeah. an, where by the end you're exhausted with all the gun battle play. royale. <laughs> yeah, battle royale. Right? Yeah, like you do have to psych yourself up for these movies. And I was the first time I saw it, I, I was not aware of that. Well, I'll say this. When it came out, I was not at all interested in it. I kind of let it drift by. I don't remember the circumstances where I first saw it, but I remember being very surprised at how entertaining I found it. And uh, I'm not going to lie. The the gore was a big part of why. Oh, yeah. No. And I think that's that's where where you need to take it. I'm just disappointed. Like, Like I said, I was excited after watching Rambo that he was doing The Expendables and then was disappointed with the final project. Yeah. Um, just because I thought, wow, like you're getting gonna have a second career as a as a action film director, and come on, you guys, hurry up! You forgot your fortune cookie. What? So you think you know what Dirty Harry's up to? Take another look. Secret. A dead pool is just a harmless game. Sounds pretty sick to me. I'll play his game and make it real. Will the game continue? In the case you don't realize it, Callahan, your name is on this list too. Don't you get it? The whole idea is to pick celebrities who aren't going to make it because they're old, or because they're sick, or because they're on a high-risk profession. Like police work? Nothing personal enough. Sounds to me like this dead pool thing is making you a little paranoid, Callahan. Maybe I'll start my own dead pool and put you on it. You threatening me? You want to play the game. You better know the rules, love. Clint Eastwood is Dirty Harry. He's just learned a new game. The Deadpool. Well, we've talked about the best, and we've talked about, I think, the worst of the Dirty Harry. Yep. 
But in spite of that being the best and the worst, I think we're about to talk about the least essential yep. <laughs> Dirty Harry movie yep. in Deadpool. Yeah. I don't think they went into this knowing that it was the, going to be the last Dirty Harry hurrah. Like, yeah. my guess is that if it had performed maybe better, there could have been another one out. But uh, once again, as a final entry in a series, it can only be called somewhat disappointing to me. Uh it doesn't offend my sensibilities in any way. Yeah. And in a way, by what came before, it's a strangely edgeless Dirty Harry movie. Yeah. Like, he shoots a couple guys in the back, and, yeah. uh, you know, it ends with a huge harpoon gun and a dude hanging off of a door. Yeah. Like, so, like, the Harry... The Dirty he Harry hangs, beats... sticking around. Yeah, yeah. The Dirty Harry beats are definitely still there. Yeah. But I don't feel the bleakness. Whereas, like, the previous chapter was, like jet black right yeah, yeah this is kind of a fun 80s action romp or at least that's what it's pretending or trying to be yeah and it's mainly interesting because of some of the cast in it and uh, a, a strange car chase involving a like a model car yeah. and a real car that is half kind of cool but mainly just kind of silly but like yeah well see, that's the script though but we'll get to that yep yeah um the thrust of the story is a lot of Hollywood elites have this Deadpool where they pick, what was it, ten names yeah, of ten celebrities, people yeah. uh, and that are going to die. That they think are going to die the most recently. And somebody is killing off a Deadpool list. We're not sure which list or who or why. Yeah. And really, one of the least satisfying journeys of the movie is the who and the what and the yeah, why. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't yeah. matter at it's the It's mundane. Uh, the, the it was just the title and the 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 hook into the movie. Yeah. And yes, the comic book character Deadpool was named after this movie. Believe it or not. Wow. The author just liked the sound of Deadpool. Okay. Everything. Fair enough. Anyway. All right. Yep. Fun fact. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, at the end of the day, though, it's just sort of bland sauce. Like yep. it, 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 it doesn't suck, but it's not exciting. It there's just I feel like I have the least to say about the Deadpool of all of these movies. Yeah. And in a way, I think it would have been so much better for the movie if they went into it once again, knowing that this was going to be the last Dirty Harry movie yeah. and giving him his last hurrah, either a heroic ending or, fuck, I don't even care. Like, if if Eastwood wanted to give Dirty Harry his Unforgiven, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The movie where Dirty Harry finally fucking yeah. at least it, he doesn't pay the piper like to the world yeah. but to himself yes. recognizes what a goddamn monster he is oh yeah right? the, of course the brave ending of this is him blowing his brains out yeah. and end credits and really like I just see like Harry dying bitter and alone a lot of people said yeah. what was it Gran Torino is yeah. basically retired dirty Harry yeah right? yep. uh, I, I won't speak to that but I have a lot of pictures in my head of what I wish this movie was. Yeah. What the movie is, is just okay. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to see Liam Mason playing this scumbag, like, ponytail popping... Exploitation like, horror director, yeah. Douche. Yeah. And we don't like him at any point, but, like, he's just too obvious to be the big bad of the movie. Yeah. And then, of course, memorably, Jim Carrey. Who is a gift from God for this movie. So? <laughs> I, I don't know that I would say he was good in this movie. No. I, I think he's a little bit camera-weary, and 
because of his bigness as a comedian and as like a physical performer. Yeah. yeah. It works as a jittery kind of like junky rock star. I understand yeah. why he was cast, but okay. I think he's not as reined in as he would need to be later on. But it's really a three scene role. He's barely in the movie when it comes down to To me, it. he actually, there's two things that sort of make this movie, but I agree with everything you're saying. Go. Oh, just like, yeah, 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 it yeah. was interesting to see young yeah. Jim Carrey, but yeah. he clearly hadn't got comfortable in yeah. front of the camera yet. At least he was still a little big, to my opinion. That's all I'm uh, well, saying. Well, but that's just Jim Carrey in general. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jim Carrey is just the, the, that what that over the top slapstick. That's his niche. That's how he do. That's how he do. I would say fans of the early Jim Carrey work, where you know, like, lots smoking, like yeah. all those kind of thing. That's, you know, that's the only reason to really watch the Deadpool. <laughs> well, it's just interesting to see him. Um, Patricia Clark, not Clark. Patricia, Patricia Clarkson. Clarkson, that's yep, right. Yep, that's yep. right. Um, it's an early role for her. I think she debuted in The Untouchables, but she was starting yeah, to get a yeah, little bit more yeah, high profile. Yeah. And, uh... Again, one a character in the movie that I kept on waiting for them to do more with than they ended up doing, unfortunately. The partner character? But, no, the Patricia Clarkson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the partner character is the partner character. Yeah. What's going to happen, Lee? <laughs> he survives! <laughs> Yay! Yay! But not undamaged. No, he's got some cracked ribs. <laughs> yeah. But, like, hey, like, that's, that's a, again, it's a kinder, softer, dirty Harry in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. Um... And again, Hollywood life—it's it's sort of a different. It's it's a scummy world, but it's a less grimy, evil yeah. world than we're used to seeing Harry operate in. Yeah, I think the biggest problem with this movie is that the stakes are just not as high from like the rest of the films. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, this is more of the sort of comedic, uh, silly, dirty Harry that was so not part of the last movie. But very much like of two, three, and uh, two, three, and I guess this is the fifth one, right? Yeah. Um, so right then and there, I think that kind of hurts the films. It's also completely mundane. Like at this point, even Eastwood has made his fair share of serial killer thriller movies, and like if you take away the dirty hairiness of it, it is just yet another Eastwood. It doesn't stand out. Yeah, like that. Yeah. This time he's just take, sort of taking on Hollywood and the whole cult of celebrity. Uh, I'm sure at the time the script was sort of seen kind of like cute and meta in that sort of way, which is why I think you know Jim Carrey is directed beautifully in this film, like because it's as soon as he steps on the into the film, we go, oh, it's that kind of dirty Harry film. Right. It's almost satirical in that in that way. Hence, it, hence, it, you know, we get the sort of it's making fun of all the car chase scenes that of San Francisco that's ever been done. Yeah, ha ha, we got that cute little car bomb thing, and the scene is well shot. I will give it that. Well, like I go back to the feeling real thing that yeah. happened in a lot of the other Harry, Dirty Harry movies. Like yeah. they aren't real, but they at times feel real. Yeah, this movie isn't. Maybe it's because of the Hollywood gloss, but it yeah. never feels real. And it's like that right out of the gate. Harry gets attacked right at the very beginning of the movie. His car gets rammed into. These three guys come to get him and the one dude peeks his head over and blam, he gets his head blown off. And it's hilarious. Hilarious. Like death means nothing in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And again, one of the guys runs out of bullets, drops his gun, running away, and (laughs) And Harry takes his time and fucking shoots him in the back. He he almost like turns his back and like has the gun that way and, and you're just like really our <laughs> hero ladies and gentlemen this is our, this is our established yeah, yeah they had just tried to kill him clearly that dude was bad but yeah. 
our hero, ladies <laughs> yeah. and gentlemen. Serial killer, all uh, I'm saying. Nothing matters. It doesn't count anymore. We've gone from gritty, real, something to say to pretty standard action stuff. The, you know, the, the insane cut they should have had of this movie is they should have Truman showed this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, just even as that guy's running out, hey, you know, have the sign, applause, just kind of come down, <laughs> applause, applause, <laughs> applause. Because this movie is trying to be sort of satirical on the whole state of persona and Hollywood. Yeah, and it's interesting, like, Harry Callahan is known in this universe yeah. as one of his name that shows up on yeah. the Deadpool. So yeah. he's not just investigating the crime to solve yeah. the murder, it's to save his own life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it it does feel like there's this weird fantasy world that is with this Deadpool movie that, that just feels off. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like I said, the stakes never really filled all that, like all that high. Like, even as crazy as the enforcer was, yeah. um, it, it it felt like you know there was some real threat that had to be sort of solved. Where this, I don't know, it just felt middle of the road. Yeah, and, and in mundane. a weird way, middle of the road seems like a radical swing coming from the depth of the darkness that preceded it, yeah. right? And yeah. then the goofy sloppiness which preceded that, yeah. right? Like, uh, yeah. there's a, a weird instability to this franchise. Yeah. Like, Harry Callahan remains Harry Callahan. He's yeah. just more or less comfortable in the situations that we find him in. Yeah. But it doesn't seem as clearly defined as the James Bond or even the Rambo franchises yeah. where, like, we know kind of what to expect. We know that Harry is going to ignore the rules and he's going to shoot the bad guys. Yeah. But beyond that, it's all it's, presentation. It, it's almost like the character knows that, that it's in on the joke at this point. Which t- robs him of whatever power he had. I think. Yeah. Yeah, like he almost knows that he's in some sort of movie world. And uh, it's in, for a while there, I think he kind of went into a little bit of a slump. Yeah. I think that uh, when uh, In the Line of Fire came yeah. out and then you know, some of his directoral projects yeah. started to cook up again, yeah. Clint Eastwood, the actor, started to get reignited. But for yeah. a while there in the 90s, he was much more lauded for his directing than for yeah. his acting. Yeah, uh, he also made a terrible movie called The Rookie right around this time. Too, a year later, it, it, a year it after this, yeah. fucking good. <laughs> that reads like a Dirty Harry movie. Believe it or not, like yeah. that almost could have been the sixth Dirty Harry movie where yeah. his partner is Charlie Sheen. But yeah, uh, yeah, cops kill without remorse and nothing is learned. But it's 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 not bad. It's not good. It's middle of the road. But we want more because it's the last one. Yeah. And uh, it's just... Once again, anticlimactic. It feels exhausted. Yeah. Like, uh, they, they couldn't really do much anymore with Dirty Harry at this point. So it almost... So they just didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like the one film too far almost in a lot of ways. Yeah. If they would have stopped at Sudden Impact, I think the film series would have been held in maybe a greater revere than it is today. I don't know. Well, and weirdly enough, I got a, the Dirty Harry collection, Yeah, and it didn't include the Deadpool. I yeah. had to order a separate copy. And that's just weird. The Deadpool, which is yeah. which is strange, yeah. but there it is. Anything else you want to say? I know I feel like I haven't had a lot to say about Deadpool, but well, I, what is there to say about Well, that? it's the typical, meh, it's okay. Like, it's okay. It's the it ain't version. bad. It yeah. ain't great. It's it's for really Clint completist or, or Dirty Harry completist. But you got a mountain of laundry you need to fold? Yeah, yeah, sure. Throw on the Deadpool and fold your laundry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what else? It's it's got Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, we've got Jim Carrey and... lip syncing to Guns N' Roses. See, like 
I just love him so much in his brief time. Like, the movie, it didn't really feel like I had a pulse. That's the thing. And then all of a sudden, Jim Carrey shows up for that brief little bit where he is completely mocking the whole video horror movie culture with that silly face of his. That I, I, I giggled. I giggled. But that was the only thing that really sort of drew me to this movie because it just felt derivative. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunately just kind of... All right. lived in a world of death. I've watched people I've loved die. Some fast with a bullet. Some not enough left to bury. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. All these years I've kept my secrets. But the time has come to face my past. And if it comes looking for me, they will welcome death. I want revenge. Last Blood. You. Lame title. Yep. Um, I have to say, uh, not that I, I, I don't like the character or that I, uh, you know, if you go into a movie knowing it's the last one, I yeah. feel like you owe some weight to that. Yes. And for me, if this is the end of John Rambo's story, I think it, I don't know, maybe it's a flaw in my thinking, but I almost necessarily thought it has to end with his death. Like, yeah. I feel like he has earned, like... A hero's death. A, hero, a heroic death, a heroic end, like, going out strong, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, it's not my character to create or to, to, to see where it goes. But I, I admit that I went into Last Blood sort of expecting that. And structurally, although the story is different, it, it is similar in that it spends the first half of the movie introducing us to incredibly hateful villains human yep. trafficking under prostituting underage girls yep. Yep. murdering despicable sons of bitches yeah that uh he's peripherally gets connected to because his uh sort of housekeeper's daughter gets sort of sucked into this terrible underworld yeah and uh he tries to you know keep the path of peace he tries to geek out of it but he is drawn in and inexorably finally the Beast is unleashed once again. Yep. On the positive side of the equation, I think this movie accepts his age in a way that Rambo didn't. Yeah. 
And well, he's not uh, taking as many steroids as well. No, and of all the movies, it's the most credible when he, we do get to the big standoff at the end. Mm-hmm. Instead of him just standing there and nobody being able to shoot him, yeah, he leads them into these underground tunnels and he whittles them down one at a time and he's prepared for them and he's not yeah. flying by the seat of his pants. You yeah. know, uh, it's the most credible taking down of like one man against an army. You know, yeah. this is not old school eighties commando because I don't think. You could get away with it anymore by the time yeah. this movie was made and they knew that yeah so that too i like that and i like that yeah this is a slower ache year more you know aged rambo yep but dramatically do i think the movie works i don't know if i do <laughs> i i think that instead of me like getting excited for the final conflict i was like come on let's get to it yeah let's get there already yeah uh i think there is a bit of a memento problem part of it is that we know what's going to happen we know that like it's going to get so bad that at some point rambo's just going to have no choice but to kill some folks like that's just what we've come here to see and to anything else to happen would be you know we'd be mad at that yeah but i think it's feeling like it's knee deep in mud for the first half of the movie mm-hmm. i guess it's dramatically satisfying in the way that any quote revenge thriller is which is what it kind of deteriorates into mm-hmm. but it doesn't tie a bow on the series it doesn't finish the job you know it's not the strong closer it is not i don't think the worst entry in the franchise no. but uh you know, as far as swan songs, swan songs go, I yeah. mean, it's kind of a whimper. Anticlimactic is is kind of how I almost feel, just because, uh, you know, uh, with the last film Rambo, which is not a long movie as as well. Like these two are very very short movies. Eighty nine minutes. Yeah, um, that was such a, a orgy and of, of excitement and energy and violence like beautiful succulent violence this one's just sort of sitting it's on a the western. porch it's, yeah. it's almost like a western in a lot of ways it yeah. feels slow burn yeah it feels like they, they, I'm sure there's, some, there's there's this story somewhere in one of those old westerns out there at some point some like Jimmy Stewart or Gary Cooper film is probably like this right or of that ilk um but it 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 the drama doesn't quite work, which is too bad because I do think it's a smart idea to make this battle more personal for John. Yeah. Where he this is the sort of almost pseudo daughter, and that gets him really going. And she's not just kidnapped. She's not just fucked with. She's killed. Yeah. Which I kind of went ouch a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't quite see that coming. Uh, not for me, at least. Um, I thought she was going to be captured, but she's outright like killed and early on. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I don't know. Like I said, the drama just didn't... It was disappointing that the drama didn't quite work. It was all there. But when we do get to what we really... What we came for uh, is really like the last 15 minutes of the films. Um, And it's still really brutal and violent and it's a well-conceived idea. It's just not at the level of the last film. And I think if you're going to... At least from an entertainment point of view... If, you, if that's what the, the, the Rambo films are going for, yeah, at this point, you're going to have to give them more. And, it, and Rambo Last Bud is not. It's not. It, it just kind of it, it just sits there. I don't know what it is missing, but there is an ingredient missing. It, 
we didn't have Prana in the last movie either, but yeah. maybe that he's completely isolated or that there's no sort of military apparatus that sort of feels adjacent somehow to the other ones. I guess there was, well, the Burman military, but like, yeah. uh, Burma military, but I don't know. It does feel separated from the other ones. Yeah. And, um, well, it's trying to be super serious again, I think, where at, like two, three, and four are really either cartoons or video games. Um, we don't feel any sort of deep emotional attachment to all the people that are slaughtered or you just kind of like taps on our basic emotions in that sort of way. But like, it's there, they're, they're awful. We really want them to die. Oh my God, you're giving us that. Yeah. Like it feeds that monkey where it, this it has a little bit of that. It's, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I can't quite put my finger on, on what is missing, but it just lands there. Yeah. Maybe, and again, all I can do is speculate because they know it's the last one. They do want to go back to the tone of the first movie and yeah. that it's very serious. Yes. Um, and uh, again, after all the stuff we've seen, especially the previous one, like yeah. that has been abandoned. It, yeah. it feels almost disingenuous to bring it back to this level of seriousness. Yeah. But if you were going to go there, even at that, I might yeah. have taken a different approach. Like, okay. what if instead of the 17-year-old being a daughter who's a victim of human traffickers, yeah. it's this woman that he lives with and he, he loves her. Like, yeah, yeah. like they have a very genuine relationship. Yes. What if it's her son and he's one of the traffickers? Mm. What if it puts him in a real position of conflict, yeah. right? And yeah. like their world is starting to bump into each other's. I don't know. There was something that needed to happen to sort of either kick the action up to a degree of yeah. silliness that we can guffaw at it yeah. or bring the drama up to a level that it worked as a thriller. Yeah. Uh, because this sort of seemed like all of a sudden they went all Dark Knight with Rambo. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that's where they started. But yeah. it was unsatisfying. And yeah, he's fragile and he's old and they set him up for that. But really, when it comes to the melee at the end of the movie... His plan is executed perfectly. Yeah. When he's firing arrows into that guy, yeah. it's because that guy is standing exactly where he knew that guy would be standing, exactly when he knew that guy would be standing there, yeah. after everyone of his, uh, everyone else in his crew has been killed. Yeah. And it, by that point, like I know we haven't really feared for Rambo before, yeah. but if we ever could have feared for him, yeah. it would have been in this movie. Yeah. But no. He is still this invincible thing. Yeah. And I don't know. You need to acknowledge his age. And I think, like I said when we started, let him die. Yep. I agree. I agree. I think the fatal flaw is not letting him pass on. Even if he was, like, mortally wounded, if they killed each other. It should have been. Or if he died saving her and it was like he, she lives on, but yeah. he, you know, yeah. his death means something to yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. It should have been the Shane ending where he's like riding on a horse and he's and the horse is going down the path and he slumps over and then end credits. And we are describing a conventional ending, by the way, yeah. and I'll I'll cop to it. But uh, at this point, all of these movies are like formula conventional films. Yeah. Like yeah. they're like you might as well give us what we are expecting yeah. to that degree. And uh, it doesn't quite close the deal, but I feel like I'm I'm making it out to be terrible. It's not. Terrible. No, it, it's not. It, it's just a disappointment. It's like when you're excited, you know, for the next for, for the next sequel of the last movie that you really liked, and 
uh, it's not quite Phantom Menace disappointment, but it's just like Quantum of Solace. Yeah, yeah. Remember how good Casino Royale was yeah, and, and how not good Quantum of Solace was. Yeah. You're like, what happened? Dude? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> uh, but like taken with like all the movie, it's it's a watchable movie. It yeah. is, and this is a watchable movie. And like, if you come this far down the franchise, you're you're gonna watch Last Blood. Yeah, but you know. Uh, I would have I would have liked to see him go out with a, a scream, not a whip. Yeah, the pace. Uh, I think the fact that the pace is, is is slower is one of the things as well. But I also do agree they should have been at least honest. You know, or at least a sort of honesty or tribute to to the novel and have him die off. Yeah, um, that was the story that they started telling. Yeah, five movies ago. Yeah, yeah, and so really made it the last. And one. they called it Last Blood. <laughs> I know. I know. You dropped the ball, guys. Good enough. Yeah. So that was 10 Rambo and Dirty Harry movies reviewed. Congratulations, quite the marathon. Thank you. Not everybody could handle something like this, man. No, no. We we, we just talked a fucking lot of movies. (laughs) This ain't for flyweights, yo. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel that's about to expand into a glorious sunrise. But uh, before we get there, we're going to have to rank all of these 10 movies. Can you imagine if we actually pull this off for like 10 for 10? <laughs> See, you know, it could happen. Don't get too excited. I yeah. primed Ray Lee the other day about yeah. it. It's like, oh yeah, do a six for six and you'll you'll, you'll totally upset Lee. Yeah. And uh, I think somehow by saying that, I completely fucking jinxed him. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> um, thank you for doing this. Thank yeah. you for being here. Hey. Thank you for participating in Dirty Harry versus Rambo. We've already agreed that in a physical fight, yeah. Rambo would win. Yes. In a cinematic fight, yeah. I guess to be determined. Wow, I love your dramatic build-up for this one. Oh my god. Let's do it. What was okay. your least favorite of Alright, here we go. I'm doing the Griswold drum roll. <laughs> Alright, and number 10. I had the film that probably like annoyed me the most out of like all, all of them, and that is The Enforcer. Okay. So that's number 10. Did you know Dirty Harry versus Third Wave Feminism? It's just like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> And it just, like, it's just the most cartoonish out of the Dirty Harry series. At number nine, I had the bland sauce, the Deadpool. Jim Carrey's really the only reason to sort of watch this along with a sort of like that sort of in joke car chase of the San Francisco, you know, streets that has been done since Bullet On. <laughs> The Deadpool. Number eight, Rambo Last Blood. Once again, it feels sort of like it's anticlimactic out of the entire Rambo series. It just feels meh. 
and it just shouldn't have been. And he limps off into the sunset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have died. Should have died. Number eight, Rambo Last Blood. So at number seven, I, this is more controversially for me, considering how much I just freaking loved this movie. Yeah. And I'm just starting maybe to come to the fact that it was like the, the right time, right day. I wasn't expecting to really like Rambo 3. It overperformed. I, I wonder if I was to watch it maybe again, and I wouldn't have the same affection. It's kind of like the, our, our, our sort of, um, what was that shark movie that I oversold? <laughs> Every shark movie ever? Uh, uh, we did a couple episodes on sharks. Yeah, so. but which was the one that... that just Bait? No, 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 no. I did that with Charlene. The first 45 minutes and the last 15 minutes are just... Unbelievably just awful. Oh, oh, I know. 40, 47 meters down, yeah. uncaged. Yeah. Where that ranked way higher than maybe it needed to. Yeah, it's just right time, right place. But I'm putting Ramble 3. Hey, it's the right movie on the right day. I'm all for it. it. Like this movie, I don't know. It just made me howl at just how bad this movie is. But at number seven, Ramble 3. Number six, I have the sort of better, it's okay sequel, Magnum Force. It's just kind of awful that they took a really good idea, what could have been a really good idea, and went like the wrong way with it. They should have put more to like the villains. It was a really interesting idea for that character, and just there was just the other stuff just seemed so foreign to it. Anyways, Magnum Force, number five, the cartoon, the cartoonishly wonder, wonderful Rambo First Blood. Uh, it's silly. It's bad. I know it, but I don't care. So be it, Jimmy, Jedi. <laughs> yep, Jimmy Crackcorn. Number four. Uh, I th- I thought it was a nice sort of switch for that series, and that would be uh, Sudden Impact. You know, we have a very competently well-done dark thriller uh, of the 80s that it's just it's the nastiest of the dirty hair. It felt like, you know, this is Kind of mean. Kind of dirty hairy mean. Yeah. yeah. And I liked it. So number four, sudden impact. Number three, Stallone. I'm still like, I know you're listening. Someone get this to Stallone. I have his next stage of his career. (laughs) Do the next Friday the 13th movie. Please talk to uh, Victor Miller Miller, and then talk to Sean S. Cunningham and say, I'm your man. You don't even have to write the script. Just, just do the next one, and that's Rambo. That's all I'm going to say about Rambo. All right. Number two, um, it is the archetype, prototypical, prototypical uh, '80s cop thriller. This is, I think, the one that started it all. Is the classic. This is Dirty Harry. It's '70s, not '80s. '70s. I know, but it, it, it became. This it, is the template of that right. '80s. Gotcha. One-liner cop that's out of control doesn't leave breaks all the rules to stop the ultimate evil bad guy, Dirty Harry. And at number one, I was I was surprised how much I really liked this movie. Like I I was thrilled by it. it you know, the, the, this is the, the only film that I, I I felt like my heart beat pretty hard with Rambo, but the stunts felt really real. And this is young John Rambo. Like that's him really going through all this fire and him getting like cut. That's like that's all real, and him climbing that um, hill. Like this is Young Stallone doing Jackie Chanish almost level stunts at some point, being like a very physical like yeah. action movie. Yeah. Star. So like, there's that respect there, and the, the story is taken really. It's re- the, like I said, the first two thirds of this movie are so well done. 
what stopped it for me from being this like really you know almost like classic it's still a classic but just really four star movie in a lot of way was just that scene that he delivers the monologue at the end I think either should have been him in the jungle alone and then the and just leave a, a lot more or less subtle ending yeah. of what the movie is really trying to say and I think what the book was trying to say and that is first blood that is number one well it's always a trick to reconcile what the book wanted and what the yeah. movie wanted but yeah. um Look, we don't have the same list at all, but yeah. um, I, I think I don't think you're going to be too mad. No. Some of the placements might surprise you, but um, okay. it's just how I feel. Fair enough. Um, we don't go zero for six either. We okay. do a line in places. Okay. I'm sorry, but in 10th place, I am putting Rambo 3. <laughs> See, now my feelings are hurt. Rambo with the Taliban. <laughs> really? Uh, like, you just... <laughs> I am. That's how I feel. Wow. I, you know what? I am putting down <laughs> my notepad. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we're talking about do the movies know what they are and when they when they fall astray, they fall astray. Like, um, we have come so far from First Blood okay. by Rambo 3. Like sure. That the, the gore carnival that Rambo is is sure. actually like a, a baptism. Yeah. <laughs> I, I all that understand. cleans the stink off of Rambo. Okay, too. okay. So uh, I put it at the bottom, okay. but I concede that there are some goofy pleasures to be found here. I, I, I don't understand. It's just, just hold on a second. <laughs> because you would put this movie... Below the Enforcer? The Enforcer is in ninth position. Okay, so like, I don't understand, because that movie just sort of, like, it spits in her face a little bit, where, like, it's just a, a group of people came together to make a completely ridiculous and, like, bad movie. Here's why Rambo 3 is worse. Okay. They knew, while they were making Rambo 3, yeah. that it was stupid sure. and shitty. Okay. The thing that's accidentally hilarious about the Enforcer is that <laughs> not only do I not think that they knew how hilarious and like misguided the enforcer was sure my guess is they were patting each other in the back for being so progressive okay. and forward thinking okay and like <laughs> that is hilarious to me like okay. that makes the movie kind of like holy shit <laughs> okay is it a compliment no 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 and no, it's not <laughs> yep um but like they were misguided, but they were trying something. Okay. The only goal with Rambo 3 was more Rambo money. <laughs> like, uh, okay, like, well, you're not wrong there either. They didn't really fuck with the formula at all. No. Like, they tried to be funny in a Dirty Harry movie and failed. They tried oh, to be feminist oh, yeah. Yeah. In, a dirty movie, yeah. in a Dirty Harry movie and failed. Yeah. They tried to be socially, you know, racially yeah, no, conscious yeah, no, I get in it. a Dirty Harry movie, yeah. and they fucking failed. failed. Yep. So, I don't know, there was something sort of... It's like just watching Clint Eastwood step on a rake repeatedly. For like... <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, it's your list, brah. It's your world, Haas. I'm just going, okay, but that's well, fine. I didn't think we were going to fight, but then no. we were fighting. But right. we do align in eighth position. I aligned with you for Rambo Last Blood. Yep. Just the missed opportunity. Yeah. At least, like, Deadpool was lame sauce, but, okay. like, uh, they didn't necessarily know that they were the last movie. Again, yeah. you're going into this, the final Rambo movie. Have yeah. some fucking self-respect. Yep. And give us a definitive ending. Yep. yep. I got. Uh, I gave an aim into that. That's that's just where I went. Yeah. Uh, in seventh place is where I put Deadpool. I don't dislike Deadpool. I just find it, like... 
like it's whole wheat bread without anything on it. It's it's, yeah. it's like a flavorless mint. It, it, it it's I. I saw it quite a bit. I remember they played the shit out of it on Super Channel. Yeah, when I was yeah, a kid. it played relentlessly. I watched it a lot of times, yeah. and even watching it again for this, like, there's nothing memorable about the movie. Yeah. Like, I still can't tell you like the real reasoning behind the bad guy right now. I mean, I'm sure I'd remember. Oh, about he, like PTSD from not getting <laughs> like the director not accepting his script. It was just, yeah. yeah. The point is that in the end, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I got you off track there. Yeah. Uh, in sixth place, first Bl- uh, Rambo, First Blood Part 2. Yes. Um, this is just sort of the most overtly funny carnival ride yeah. of all of the movies. Yeah. Um, the only reason it falls lower is just like, again, the identity crisis and this sort of reconciling who Rambo is in First Blood okay. and who Rambo is in First Blood Part 2. Okay. The two movies work independently, but they almost seem less related yeah. for movies that are a direct sequel to yeah. each other. Yeah. But did I have a good time watching Rambo? <laughs> sure, yep. sure. It's yep. like 80s cheese, baby. Yep. 80s cheese. See, this is once again, like Rambo 3 was beautiful 80s cheese. So whereas that was colorful and fun and silly... <coughs> Uh, in fifth place, sudden impact okay. is dark and gritty and rape revenge. Yep. It was a different direction for Dirty Harry to yep. go. Maybe not the most comfortable. Yeah. And like I say, I think he fits the least comfortably into the story. Yeah. But does Clint Eastwood know how to direct a movie? Yes, he does. Yeah. Does the A, B, and C kind of work? Yes, he does. Is the ending problematic and bravely so? Perhaps, maybe. Yes, yeah. kind of, sort of. Yeah. I wrestle with it. Yeah. But most of these Dirty Harry movies don't really leave you much to think about. The yes. fact that this even tried to give us that... And I appreciate it. I will give you points yeah. for that. Overperforming in fourth place, considering how much shit I laid on it. I did put Magnum Force. See, this is where I get confused. Again, like, it's it, the hypocrisy of Dirty Harry versus Dirty Harry, which yeah. is what the movie is. Yeah. And again, much sort of like with the difference between First Blood yeah. and First Blood Part Two, like what yeah. the movie's goals were and how it went about it. A lot has changed here, and and they're not acknowledging it. They're yeah. they're, they're just sort of serving us what everybody knows we wanted. Yeah. Warts and all, this is exactly the fucking dairy, Dirty Harry movie that was yep. asked for yep. and received yep. and gratefully received, and yep. money was made. Yeah. And. Again, if you remove yourself from the politics, which I think is part of the reason we watch movies a lot of the time, especially this kind of movie, yep. is to just unplug and let something else do the work for us and yep. forget that shit. Yes. If you want to pick on this movie, if you want to get all you know up about it, yep. fine. You can talk yourself out of enjoying a perfectly fine action movie. Yeah. But it, it it's not as high-minded as it pretends to be. And I encourage you to remember that while you enjoy Magnum Force. <laughs> the same exact thing can be said. Uh, or no, sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself. In third place. Yes. Rambo. There we go. Sly Stallone's Rambo. Yeah. Yep. It is not smart. Nope. But it is entertaining. <laughs> yes, sir. It is bluntly simple. It yep. is just a movie that's going to beat you with entertainment <laughs> you will like this movie yeah um, like um if you were like not informed <laughs> going into this movie if you think like you just 
it, it, if this thing is not your bag, you're going <laughs> to really hate this movie. What does an updated Rambo, yeah. you know, 20 years later movie look like? Yeah. It looks like something you need to wear a fucking raincoat to watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I say bravo Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and again, it's, it's an old argument of mine, like... This list of ten movies, if you take any other ten movies I review on, on, yeah. on Rank and Review, yeah. probably higher body count per, yeah. per movie. Yeah. But horror movies are terrible and immoral. Yeah. And these movies are a fucking laugh riot. So yep. <laughs> explain yourself, world, but whatever. Okay. In second place, Dirty Harry is guilty of absolutely everything that I was accusing yeah. Magnum Force of. Yeah. It's just got a stronger identity and yep. it's just better at being what it is yep and the villain is way cooler I yeah think, like andrew Robinson does also make the movie it is distasteful that they pulled that directly from zodiac yeah. but it does make the movie work like yeah it's exploitive but effectively exploitive yeah so, yeah uh and uh, that's not the only problem with the movie but again forego the problems and enjoy clint eastwood being a fucking badass yep Number one is, of course, First Blood. And it is the only movie out of the ten that I think works like wall-to-wall. Yep. In a way, like, it works as an action movie, it works yep. as a piece of entertainment, but it actually works dramatically, and it actually has something to yep. say. Yes. And it says it. Yes. <laughs> yep. Like, the other ones are trying to do all of those things at, to various degrees, yes and yep. no, but this is the only one out of the ten yep. that, that gets full bars. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, across the board, yeah, yeah you met your every goal, and yeah. you're still a very yeah. solid movie today. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I I keep going back to it, but I just want to say it one more time. As great as Stallone and Krenna is, I think a lot of credit needs to be given to Brian Dennehy. Sure, I really always felt he was sort of an underappreciated actor because he yeah. he was kind of just made things look easy. Yeah. You know, sort of like that same Bill Paxton vibe. You just yeah. sort of felt like he'd always be there. Yeah. And, uh, you know. And uh, he has, he's also asked to do some very physical stuff in this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, it, to me, that was the easiest decision. Yeah. Like, well, one and two were the easiest decision. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't feel passionate. Like, I don't yeah. want to fight you. If yeah. you really feel hurt about Rambo 3 being at the bottom, I'll give it some time because I do think some separation will help. Yeah. And I'll try to watch it under some fresh goggles or yeah. something like that. Well, but, I mean, like, please understand. Like, mm -hmm. it's one of those so bad it's good. And, and um, we both agree it's bad. It's yeah. just whether the degree of enjoyment we get out yeah, of it is just different. I mean, I just got tickled on the right day, you For know? You. So, I mean, I, I freely admit. Look, you know, I, 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 I dramatically threw down my book and it was all in fun. How dare you, How dare you, sir? You, sir? But uh, I have to say to my surprise, to answer my own question at the beginning of this, physically, yes, Rambo would win the fight. Yes. Cinematically, to my surprise... Yep. I Me think too. I might actually say that Rambo also wins. The yeah, fight. I agree with you, and that surprised me as well because I thought I would definitely put Dirty Harry at number one when I started this. I thought for sure Dirty Harry, but no, I I was surprised how much my heart beat fast with with Whisper's Blood. Yeah. I hadn't seen it since really the first time in a lot of ways, um, so I was impressed at the stunt work and that and that craftsman in that ways. Yeah. Um, and just also how believable the story was. And it, it felt almost like a new concept that hadn't been explored. Like, what would happen if you took one of these well-trained, 
you know, people that was, you know, thrown into just situations that most humans would, would be, would die in. And yeah. it thrives at it. What would happen, you know, if it was released onto an American soil and, you know, the wrong people sent, you know, triggered him? What would happen? I think that's a, that's a very scary concept. Or even basic and simpler as a yeah. movie watcher and collector. Yeah. Right now, like on a general, I'm going to put in a movie. Yeah. I honestly feel like I'm much more likely to reach for a Rambo movie than yeah. I am for a Dirty Harry movie, at least yes. where I am right now. Yeah. Who's to say if that will change later on down the road, but right now, right here, yeah, Rambo wins the day. But yeah. I have to say, going into this episode, that's not how I saw things playing out at all. So, Agreed. Uh, once again, pleasantly surprised by my own podcast. Is there anything you'd like to say to put a bow on Rambo versus Dirty Harry? Any regrets? Are you glad we did this? Or... I am. I am I'm, oh, it's oh, no horror. We didn't like no. 10 reviews and not one horror movie. What's I feel like I need to watch something really evil now. To, like... <laughs> Unclean. Yes. Unclean as Larry. Dirty Harry's just not dark enough. No, no. See someone's face get pulled off. Oh, like... I need to see children die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no. It was. Ha- Thank you for having me. Um, it's. I'm. It's always fun to be here. I'll stop. You know, staring in your window now. <laughs> uh, we shall meet again and yep. soon and talk about I the don't... 1960s. All right. And so it was that the two titans battled it out. And uh, yes, I think as Lee and I discussed, in an actual physical fight, uh, I think that, yeah, John Rambo probably has the edge. And in a cinematic fight, much to my surprise, I think as far as my revisiting and my levels of enjoyment, once again, Rambo comes out victorious. But do you disagree? Do you strongly disagree? Do you have some feedback to send me? You can do that by sending that feedback to rankandreview at gmail.com. That's R-A-N-K-N-R-E-V-I-E-W at gmail.com. The website is rankandreview.ca. I drop every other Wednesday, but if you are having trouble with the gaps, you can fill your ears with the Terror Table podcast, and please consider listening to Jason Dubray's podcast, the shelf-shedding movie show. Jason DeBray is a, a, a good friend of mine, and he knows what he's talking about, so lend him your ears. This is your host from around Canadian Larry Parsons. As always, saying thank you so much for listening.